are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Brian Peacock here with you once again. This is post-draft now. It's We're done. The draft is over. Nine new 49ers drafted this weekend, and then a bevy more undrafted free agents coming in. We're going to focus on the guys that were drafted here on this episode, run through the draft, hear from Mike McGlinchey, hear from John Lynch, hear from Kyle Shanahan talking about these prospects, and I'm going to give you my breakdown of these prospects as well. And then tomorrow, I'm going to get into my Shadow 49ers draft. The article is up if you want to check out that uh, right up and, and see all the players that I was picking and see my breakdown of the 49ers. Go to LockedOn49ers.com and a ton of draft coverage there right now from Chris Wilson as well at LockedOn49ers.com. So a ton of new articles that came through on Sunday and Monday. So check out LockedOn49ers.com. And tomorrow's episode is going to be a mailbag. We got Winky Wednesday with a little mailbag coming as well. So it's post-draft question time. So whatever you guys want to talk about here on Lockdown 49ers, hit me up with those questions or comments on Twitter at BD Peacock or via email Lockdown49ers at gmail.com. Before I get into this stuff, I want to say thank you to all the folks who tuned in live Our live broadcast on both Thursday and Friday for days one and two of the draft had so much fun broadcasting live from Yancey's. Shout out to the folks at Yancey's and the fine folks there and the bartenders. And we had a great time. A bunch of people came out. A bunch of people were watching live online. It was awesome talking to Dylan DeSimone and Eric Crocker for both days and Nick Winkler who drove up for the Friday broadcast uh, all kinds of fun. And that was a really cool thing. And we're going to have to do that again for sure next year and maybe some other times throughout the year doing the live broadcast. That was really cool and really fun to, to do with the guys from 4th and 9. Okay, so uh, where are we at? So before we get to the draft stuff, there was a, a Jaquaski tart extension that was snuck in there during the draft. And so after the 49ers didn't draft a defensive back, I think, I wonder if McGlinchey was gone. They might have been looking at Mika, might have been looking at Derwin James. Odd timing with uh, an extension announcement, or maybe they just didn't, maybe they wanted teams to think they might take a safety, so they didn't want to announce a, a Kwaski extension. But uh, after day one of the draft, Kwaski Tart was announced. He's going to be a 49er for at least through 2020. Here's John Lynch on Kwaski T. With Kwaski Tart, uh, you know, we're thrilled to have uh, extended him. Uh, Kwaski's a guy we feel really good about. Uh, we wanted to. Uh, when we came in, we wanted to reward our players who represent our, our core values and we think are really good football players and our fits and our scheme. We thought Kwaski was one of those that came together and uh, it was something that, that we wanted to get done and we were pleased to. So congrats to Kwaski, who I think earned that and he's the starting strong safety for the 49ers for a while. Uh, and I like it. It's a good move. Um, moving on to let's talk with Mike McGlinchey here. And he had some things to say that were interesting before we get into the day two and three prospects. I already talked about some thoughts on Mike McGlinchey. I'm going to get deeper into the tape and and do some episodes where I really dive deep in some of these prospects as we go along uh, this week and into next week. But uh, for now, let's hear from Mike McGlinchey. And his cousin, Matt Ryan, was one of the first people to call after he was drafted. Yeah, actually, um, Matt was one of the first people that called me like right after I got off the phone with Kyle and, and John and, and um 
you know, he was just just saying how pumped he is of me and, and for for me, and and you know, had such an awesome experience, obviously with Coach Shanahan down in Atlanta and getting to a Super Bowl and, and the amount of success that they had together. Joking around, obviously, that I'm going to need some tips on the playbook here so I can learn it a little faster and get up to speed. But um, you know, Matt says, has been supportive of me and, and obviously knows how great of a situation it is coming in here and playing for Coach Shanahan and, and obviously this organization. And we got a nice cut here from McGlinchey who went on to talk about uh, playing through some injuries because he didn't miss any starts uh, while he was at Notre Dame. And uh, he did have some nicks, and he even dropped a nice little pun in there when he was first introduced to the 49ers media. Uh, nothing too significant. I had a sprained ankle for uh, most of a, most of a, my junior season, my true junior year. Um, I had the stomach, bu- stomach flu in my first start ever. That was kind of crappy. Um, <laughs> I had a broken hand in a, in a couple of games. So n- nothing that's ever been too significant that's ever kept me out of playing. And, um, you know, if, I, if I'm able to play and if I'm, if I'm moving and if I can stay in front of people, I'm going to be playing. Solid work there with your first press conference as a 49er dropping a nice little pun there. I like that. I like that a lot. Let's move on to day two of the draft. And speaking of bloodlines, so cousin of Matt Ryan, Mike McGlinchey, and then we got Dante Pettis, who was the pick for the 49ers in round two, who was the son of Gary Pettis, former Major League Baseball player. Uh, dude swiped a lot of bags, won some gold gloves in Major League Baseball, mostly for the Angels. And I definitely have some old... Uh, baseball cards of Gary Pettis somewhere in an attic or garage somewhere back in Visalia, California. Uh, But let's start with John Lynch breaking down his draft picks on day two. Dante Pettis is a guy that uh, we moved up to get. We had targeted and uh, you talk about a dynamic player. I think, uh, you know, Kyle can speak to it more, but uh, you know, this is a guy that has tremendous um, flexibility in terms of versatility at the wide receiver position. Uh, he's a finisher. He scores touchdowns, uh, both as a receiver. Uh, he has a lot of the traits that we like and covet. And then, uh, you know, all-time NCAA leader in terms of punt return touchdowns. Uh, very dynamic from that standpoint as well. Fred Warner, a linebacker uh, from BYU that we really, throughout this process, grew to really grow comfortable with. He came on a 30 visit. Uh, we enjoyed that. Uh, you know, we, we enjoyed, I, I thought that uh, his skill set really mimicked what we do. You can see a lot of it on tape. He's a guy who's comfortable playing in space um, and a very uh, efficient uh, linebacker, uses his hands well. Uh, Tarvarius Moore, the final, uh, he's a a defensive back from Southern Miss. Uh, He's a guy who played safety at Southern Miss. We think he has an opportunity uh, to play some corner for us. We're gonna gonna check that out and uh, you know, see if it is, but we know that he can play safety. This is a guy who ran, uh, you know, I, I really credit our scouts, Daryl Moody and John Stevenson and Justin Chabot, who went through there and really identified him as an elite athlete. Uh, he went on at his pro day. He didn't go to the combine, went on at his pro day and just blew blew the doors. I mean, ran a 4.32, uh, you know, jumped over 40 inches. He's a, uh, he's a special athlete, but he's also a guy on tape who shows up and uh, gets the ball. And so I'll I'll turn it over to Kyle from there. So some interesting picks there, and we'll hear from Kyle Shanahan talking about Dante Pettis momentarily. But my initial thoughts were when they moved up, I was thinking, no way this is a wide receiver because there's too many wide receivers that will probably be there in the third round. So I thought it was, you know, maybe they're trying to get up to get a pass rusher or offensive lineman. I wasn't sure what was going on there with the trade-up because they had moved up just after – 
The guy I would have expected they would want to move up for in Harold Landry went off the board at 41. They moved up to number 44. So I was thinking, oh, a little late there uh, for that move up. Uh, but it turns out they weren't looking for a Leo in this draft at all. And more about that on day two, uh, drafting some more big body defensive linemen. But as far as Pettis goes, the versatility, can play any spot, uh, the quicks, he gets open, he makes big plays, and he's got you know both short area speed and he's got long speed. So I like that about him. A little bit lean, a little bit thin, a little bit higher than most people had him ranked, a little bit higher than I had him ranked. I had him just outside of the top 50. What was interesting here is not just Pettis, but McGlinchey, Tarverius Moore, uh, even Fred Warner to a certain extent. The 49ers drafted a lot of guys in throughout the 2018 draft that were ranked much lower elsewhere, just about everywhere you looked, than where the 49ers took them. There were no picks where it was like, oh my God, can't believe this guy fell this far and the 49ers got a steal. Uh, a lot of it was like, oh man, they drafted this guy well before most people had him ranked. So that was an interesting twist to this draft. And I think that's why a lot of 49ers fans who are looking at social media were a little meh, iffy about this class. And we'll get to uh, my favorite and least favorite picks. Both of those were probably day two of the draft, although I did love the Fred Warner selection. He was a shadow 49er. I don't want to ruin that for you. But, uh, yeah, I had a couple of direct hits actually this year with shadow 49ers, which is interesting. So uh, let's go to Kyle Shanahan and his thoughts on how Dante Pettis fits in with this 49ers wide receiving core. And we're, we're happy with our group. We've got a lot of good players um, with our group before we got um, Pettis uh, who can do have a lot of different traits. We can use them all differently. Um, we think Pettis does a little bit of everything. Uh, I think we can use him at some time, similar to how we use Marquise if need be. Um, I think we can use him inside, similar to how we use Trent if need be. Um, I think he's got the hands and the toughness. Um, we can use him similar to Pierre. Uh, in the meantime, I think he's uh, going to be a very good punt returner too. Um, so he's a guy who adds a lot of versatility to our team. And when I speak of someone with the, that those type of traits, um, he's a guy who can help you out on all four downs, you know, not just third down, not first or second, but and then also special teams. There you go. Four down player in Dante Pettis. He definitely has speed. I like Dante Pettis a lot. Um, it it might have been a little bit high, kind of like the McGlinchey pick. A little high, but like the player. So as long as you get it right, it's okay if you drafted them higher than they were ranked because it doesn't matter. Once, as soon as they're drafted, then it's from what they do from then on, that, that really matters. Uh, moving on to the next pick is Fred Warner. He's someone I've identified here on the show. If you go back to the John Ledyard podcast from a few weeks ago, we talked a lot about Fred Warner as well as some edge rushers. And uh, he's a guy that John Ledyard really loved, thought he was a second round player. The athleticism, you know, modern day linebacker, he can cover, he has range versus the run. Um, nice size, 6'3 plus, 236 pounds. Uh, he's got the frame. They could probably throw some more weight on him if they want. I don't know if they really want to because they like those uh, fast linebackers, especially if he's playing the weak side linebacker spot. But, yeah, I love the athleticism. He's definitely a modern-day linebacker, a three-down player, and I think a, an ideal fit for this system. Well, let's hear what Kyle Shanahan has to say about the newest linebacker for the 49ers, Fred Warner. You know, Will and Mike are the same thing to us. You know, Mike just talks more because he communicates to the defense and everything. So there's, in terms of what we ask those two to do, there's very, very little difference. Um, we, we want linebackers who can run. We put, we put them in some tough spots. You know, we, they have to cover a lot of ground in the, what we call the hook area. And it's, you know, it's from hash to hash and almost to the inside edge of the number. So that's a lot of space that you have to key the quarterback and to get under things. So the quarterback has to check it down over the ball. And then you need the quickness and the tackling ability to close. And, you know, you got to do it perfect to make it 
a five-yard gain. Uh, so there's a lot of stress on those guys, and uh, you have to ha be able to move. And like the guys you mentioned and Fred, those, those are the type of guys we're looking for. So Warner played n not exactly the same scheme or anything like that. He played almost like a hybrid strong side linebacker um, safety position where he kind of was overhanging and did a lot of things and, and came from a lot of different angles, but definitely showed that range, shows the ability to cover, which I love for for Warner's fit with the 49ers. And uh, long term, you hope he's he's that guy that can fit right in there next to Reuben Foster, have a dynamic athletic set of linebackers and like Shanahan just said this, they're kind of interchangeable there with those two off-ball positions with the strong side linebacker being more like a 3-4 linebacker, but the weak side and the, and the middle linebacker interchangeable. So maybe Warner's the guy who plays middle linebacker. Ruben looked really good at the weak side last year. Maybe Warner ends up long-term playing middle linebacker if he's more suited to be the communicator and have the guy with the microphone and the, the speaker in his helmet and is able to uh, communicate plays to the rest of the defense. And he's a smart guy. 32 Wonderlick score. That was another thing that they talked about in the press conference afterward. John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan talking about how smart all these guys were that they drafted, especially Warner, Pettis, and McGlinchey. So moving on to the last player taken on day two of the draft, that is Tarvarius Moore. And so they drafted some good athletes here, uh, but Tar Tarvarius Moore takes it to a new level. A player that I didn't watch much. Actually, if you watch that day two live broadcast, Eric Crocker and myself started breaking down the film live and kind of watching it and see what the 49ers were getting here. And it's really hard to tell because he played safety at Southern Miss, but the 49ers are going to try to utilize his athletic ability at cornerback, and he has those prototype cornerback tools. 4-3-2-40 at his pro day. He's 6'1", 33 and a half inch arms, I think, so that, that's crazy length for arm length. Uh, 199 pounds, a little bit slim. He's a thin-built guy, but uh, he's not afraid to hit some people. You could see that as he was playing safety, and you could absolutely see, even though he's playing safety, you can see him in coverage. You can see his ball skills. You can see him go up. He's a hard guy to get the ball over. The athleticism just jumps off the tape when you watch him play. But we don't know how he's going to play as a cornerback. So there is a lot of projection there. And as a third-round pick, you want to have a good idea that you're going to have a starting caliber player there. So I get it. You're, you're swinging for the fences there, sort of boomer bust. You're trying to find this guy that has all of this ability uh, who was kind of under the radar, started off at community college, then ended up at Southern Miss. I think he was a one-year starter there. The athletic traits are there. <laughs> they they also talked about how, you know, at the beginning of the process, he was a sleeper for them. Then he goes out and runs a 4-3-2, and he's like, okay, well, everyone knows about this guy now. So that's why I think they had to jump and grab him on day two of the draft instead of trying to wait and see if they could find him a little bit later. But uh, Tarverius Moore is a very interesting pick, an interesting player that could uh, really be uh, who knows? You know, the sky's the limit. Maybe he's a stud cornerback in this league. Maybe he doesn't take to that and he has to move back to safety with the 49ers. Maybe he's just a special teams guy. Uh, there's a lot of outcomes here. Boomer bust player, I think, with uh, Tarvarius Moore. And so that brings us to day three of the draft for the 49ers, where things got a little bit dicey and 49ers fans started to get a little worried. Before I talk about the picks, uh, let's hear what John Lynch had to say about his day three selections in rounds four through seven. Contavious is a guy um, that, uh, you know, in these deals you think both short-term and you think long-term. And uh, you look at your entire roster. One of the areas that we kind of came into this draft with was the idea of a big end who plays over the tight end 
and a three technique, that kind of versatility and getting a little bigger. And he's a guy who provides that for us. He's a guy, again, not a projection because we've seen him play both spots and play both spots really well. Did a lot of research on him. Uh, we really had him as a, you know, if you took it, took away the injury, uh, a third round rate rated guy for us. And so when he was there, we felt like that was the best hit, pick. Uh, DJ Reed's a guy we're extremely excited about. Um, you know, we talk a lot about profiles and, uh, you know, not the profile fit in terms of his height. Uh, interesting thing about him, he's about five, nine and a half, but he's got 32 inch arms. So he kind of makes up for that. So. Uh, while he can play some nickel and free safety, we also think he can hold up out, outside corner. He's done that at K-State. And uh, another great punt returner. We got a lot of those, and uh, that's a good thing. Uh, Marcel Harris, is a, uh, he's a thumper at the safety position. Uh, the guy that uh, you know, has a presence on the field, uh, has great tracking angles back there, makes his presence felt coming off an Achilles injury. Uh, but. You know, we feel is on pace to be ready for training camp. Julian Taylor, another guy who adds size hard in the in the later rounds to find bigger defense alignment that can play. We feel like we got that in Julian Taylor from Temple and finished it off with Richie James. Uh, this is uh, a guy who, uh, you know, we were really fond of uh, as a staff played at Middle, Middle Tennessee State, um, just a fearless player and uh, has a lot of will that shows up on on tape, has a little swagger to him, and uh, really happy to have all those guys a part of us. Let's start at the top there with those day three picks and the fourth round selection, number 128 overall. That was Contavious Street, a defensive end from NC State. He goes at about 6'2", 280 pounds. And this is where I started scratching my head a little bit. Because they drafted a bunch of athletes in the first, you know, especially day two, day one. I get it. If you think you have a stud offensive tackle, uh, you got to take him in the top 10, especially when he's consensus and, you know, maybe not a great year for tackles. He's the consensus top tackle. Maybe you draft some guys day one and two a little bit earlier, but good football players. Contavious Street is where it went off the rails a little bit for me with the 49ers draft. This was definitely my least favorite pick for the 49ers. Uh, the number one thing and the big, you know, the elephant in the room is the ACL injury. So he, he tore his ACL, I believe, working out for the New York Giants pre-draft. So in in April, I mean, he, he tore his ACL like a month ago. So he's he's definitely a stash. So he's out for the 2018 season. But even before that injury, I don't think he was worth a fourth round pick. So you're not getting a discount on that injury. And a player that wasn't that athletic to start with. 62280 he's a big end a uh, position i didn't think the 49ers needed they they they're already stacked there you got Eric Armstead already playing behind Solomon Thomas and Ronald Blair as well similarly shaped guy it's oh man this it, it's a head scratching pick because i didn't see the the talent on tape didn't see a great pass rusher on tape the production's not really there as an edge rusher either He's more of a power player, but even then he gets stoned and stops moving his legs and doesn't push offensive linemen back as much as you would expect for his weight room strength. And supposedly he uh, benches 500 pounds and squats 700 pounds. So he's got a work ethic, and I think that's one of the big things they liked about him. He works hard. You know, you know he puts time in in the weight room if he can lift like that. I just didn't see it on tape. Didn't see a lot of quickness. Didn't see a lot of playmaking ability from Contavious Street. And when you throw the ACL on top of it, it just brings back memories of Trent Baalke drafts for 49ers fans, I'm sure. And so it makes me a little uneasy about that pick. 
taking someone that high in the fourth round that I didn't see the talent and the ACL on top of it. A little bit of a worrisome pick there. But redeemed with some picks coming down here later in day three. Round five, 142 overall was DJ Reed, corner from Kansas State. And you heard uh, Lynch talk about him there. 5'9", 188. He's an undersized corner, so he's going to be a slot corner for the 49ers. But when you start watching him play, it's like, oh, yeah, I like this guy. And, you know, he doesn't wow you with size or speed or anything like that. But the way he plays, he plays with a little bit of an edge. He plays hard. Uh, he's got ball skills. He's got quicks, which is important for playing in the slot, obviously. So I like him as a slot cornerback, a developmental player. He looks like someone who will stick his nose in there and, and be a special teams guy as well. He's a good kick returner. And he, something about him, you watch him play, just like the way DJ Reed plays. Round six was Marcel Harris. Uh, this was a very surprising pick just because he didn't play at all last year coming off a Achilles injury. And then here he goes again. You know, you're like, oh, gosh, this is the bulky tendencies. And um, you, you thought you'd seen the last of it. But here we are again taking some injured players here on day three. Better day three than day two, though, that's for sure. But Marcel Harris, so he's recovering from an Achilles injury. They expect he's going to be ready for camp. It, it happened last July. So after a full year, hopefully he will be ready to go. But he's a thumper at safety. Um, his 2016 tape, he will hit you. And he's going to be more of in the strong safety mold, I think. 6'1", 216 pounds. He'll probably be a special teams type of player with his ability to tackle. You don't know quite what you're going to get if he's going to come back from that Achilles injury. So along with uh, Richard Sherman and his Achilles, you got Marcel Harris now, sixth rounder, coming back from a similar injury. Round seven, a pair of picks. And the the very last pick was my favorite pick of the draft, but let's go to their first pick in the seventh round, 223 overall. That was Julian Taylor, defensive tackle from Temple. I've seen his measurements at 6'5", 280, and I saw somewhere at 6'2", or 6'5", 295. So I'm not sure which one to believe, but he moves around pretty well. I think it might be closer to that 280. But uh, a player I didn't watch until the 49ers drafted him, went and watched, and I was like, yes, I like this guy. He moves around well. I like Julian Taylor in the seventh round. Better than Contavious Street in round four, easily. He's a player along with Mike McGlinchey in round one. I think Tarverius Moore graded out pretty well with PFF. Um, DJ Reed graded out well. Julian Taylor is another one that had really good pro football focus grades. But again, it looks like another big end for the 49ers, which is the, that's the head-scratching part of this pick. I mean, it's a seventh-round pick, so if he can play... Like John Lynch said, you know, finding a big guy that can play late in the draft, you know, you got no problems with that no matter what position he's playing. But no focus on speedier, flexible, bendy edge rushers. They added two more big ends, it looks like, unless they think uh, Julian Taylor's more of an under-tackle type. But to me, he looked like a longer sort of a, a defensive end kind of a player. So that's curious. Just the type of player that the 49ers were looking for in this draft. That that Those are some pr- surprising developments, even more so than the players they actually selected. Uh, one more here. Last pick for the 49ers. Seventh rounder, 240 overall. And a shadow 49er, a player I talked about being the guy that I thought Shanahan would like pre-draft. And definitely Shanahan's type, Richie James. Wide receiver out of middle Tennessee State. Love this guy. 5'10", 183 pounds, small but plays big and plays extremely fast. He's got quicks, short area quicks. 
He can shake guys with the ball in his hand. He can get open underneath. He can get open deep. And when the ball's thrown deep, he can go up and get the ball too, even over bigger defensive backs. So I really like what I saw from Richie James out of Middle Tennessee. And I think he's going to be a player that makes the roster for the 49ers. Even did some Wildcat QB stuff. So just a playmaker. Richie James might be my favorite pick uh, just because uh, I called it beforehand. He was a shadow 49er. I knew Shanahan would like him. And a player I really liked on film, too. So he's going to be a fun piece, and I hope he he's able to make the roster. I think he could be someone who outplays his seventh-round draft stock. So those are the 49ers draft picks in 2018. Kind of running out of time here, so definitely not, not going to get to the shadow draft. I'll talk about some of that tomorrow with the mailbag. But, yeah, my favorite picks, Fred Warner, round three, Richie James, round seven. I really like both of those picks. Um, I thought maybe slightly too high for McGlinchey and Dante Pettis, but I think there's also good players there, so I have no problem with that. I, I, the, the more I think about it, the more I watch Tarverius Moore. I like the idea of just the boomer bust. It's like let's draft the freak athlete late in the third round and see if we hit gold with this guy. So I don't know what they're going to end up getting with Tarverius Moore, but, man, 6'1", 199, 33-inch arms, 4'3 speed, and he shows some ability on tape. Uh, but it's all at safety at Southern Miss. So we'll see if he's able to convert to cornerback. And I think the idea there is that Tarverius Moore has a couple years to sit behind Richard Sherman and learn the nuances of playing cornerback and then is able to put that insane athletic ability to use on, on special teams and then help out. And, uh, you know, he could even play some some single high free safety. You know, he has the range with that kind of speed. So I like that pick just because of what it could become even though I, you know, I wasn't expecting that pick of Tarverius Moore in round three. But uh, my least favorite pick, like I mentioned before, is definitely Kentavious Street, a defensive end from NC State in round four, coming off a torn ACL. I didn't see it even before the ACL. He had the ACL to it, and uh, he, he's just a guy I wouldn't have really touched. But I, I definitely could be wrong, and I have been wrong before. Hopefully Kentavious Street comes back strong from that ACL uh, by all reports, he's going to be a hard worker, so he's going to do everything he can to get back from that. And he comes back, and he's a, a studly power end for the San Francisco 49ers. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Be back tomorrow, and I'll talk 49ers shadow draft. We'll talk some more about these players, and we'll be taking mailbag questions. Get those in at BD Peacock on Twitter or via email, LockedOn49ers at gmail.com. Talk to you guys then right here on Locked On 49ers. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.